You are now listening to the Film Frequency Podcast, hosted by your professionally unprofessional film critics, The Film Bros. What's going on, film family? It's your boy, CEO Hayes, and you know if I'm here, I'm joined by the prodigal one himself, my brother, good friend, everything else in between, JB's in the building. What's going on, bro? What's going on, bro? What's going on, film family? Yes, the film bros are back with another movie, a holiday movie this week. Yeah, we holiday festive, movie. Bro. We will be reviewing Happiest Season, which is a Hulu exclusive. I believe it was supposed to be a theatrical release, but as everything's going nowadays, those theatrical releases are getting thrown off. Uh, but this was a really good movie. But before we get into that, we just got a couple of things to talk about in the news. So the first thing is Disney had its investors meeting, which they made some of the video public where they announced... 61 between uh well yeah 61 movie and tv projects a lot that are going to be exclusive to disney plus they actually announced a lightyear movie with buzz lightyear that shows the the actual person that the toy is supposed to be based off their story it's voiced by chris evans uh rather than being voiced by uh by uh tom arnold who's done it this whole time uh what do you think about that like a i get it Toy Story is a huge franchise. I get trying to branch it out where you can. But to me, bro, like having anybody else voice Buzz Lightyear and we didn't get to hear anything just seems weird to me. Like, and I, keep in mind, these are characters I grew up with. So it's it's even more crazy to me that, that that's changing. What do you think, bro? Yeah, for me, it's kind of weird as well because leaving out like the, the little spinoff movies because they've had a couple spinoff movies, but like the four Toy Stories, you know, you kind of Tom Hanks is is always been Woody, and you know you have Buzz Lightyear, and and you kind of grew like you said you, we grew up with these things. So hearing something else, it's gonna be like really off, and um, I, I I don't know. I hope I hope it's done well. It's Disney though, so I'm sure it's gonna be fine. Yeah, yeah. It's just that's just one of you know. And there's we've talked about it. There's not a lot of things that like with reboots. Like I hate when they suck, but I never am one of those people like you're ruining my childhood by rebooting something, but. Toy Story is like not only did I grow up with it, I've shared that with my kid, like literally from my kids being born until now we've shared Toy Story. So like it just feels a little off that they're going to be changing the voice actor. But we'll, 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 I guess we'll hear it. And, you know, uh, to separate it some, I guess that makes sense. Um, but some of the other things that have come out from there, there will not be casting recasting T'Challa um, for Black Panther, which I actually and people as a black man may think that uh, this may be shocking to them. I think that's a stupid move personally, because I think the character of T'Challa means so much to people that I get it. Like I, I think recasting him and, and paying respect to what Chadman set Chadwick set up would have been the better route there, but I understand it. I just don't, it's not a decision I would have made. What do you think about that, bro? So obviously I'm not a big um, comic book head. However, um, with this, I've always said Black Panther is my favorite you know, comic book movie. It's one of the very few I've seen, period. And I actually like this move. So we have a little bit of a disagreement there. Uh, I like the fact that they're they're just letting it go because uh, Chadwick Boseman was, was, was a special guy and a special character. It's the same concept. Of, uh, you know, we could think about it for a second uh, with Fast and Furious when Paul Walker died. Uh, they completed the movie with him because, you know, it was already, like, there. But moving forward, there's no more Paul Walker. True, but... The, so the- it's... The difference, and this is, and like I said, I understand. I'm not, I, we don't disagree in the fact where I think your thought is wrong. We just have, we're just on different opposite opinions. Different but opinions I, right. I completely understand your opinion. But the difference I think that with Paul Walker was he got a complete story. Like we got one 
one Black Panther movie. Yeah, True. he showed up in a couple of other. Like, I don't even count Infinity War because he he was in it for like ten minutes, if that. But like, we got one movie with this character, and it meant so much to people that it's like, and they could very well do it. Like, depending on what story, they could they can do it that the mantle's picked up by a character who's an heir to T'Challa. We we don't because you know in the Marvel movies, I know you're not a huge Marvel fan, but technically. He was dead for five. Well, he he was one of the people who got snapped away in Infinity War. So he was gone for five years, then came back. I'm sure in that five years in story, somebody else would have had to become king of Wakanda. So him coming back, uh, it's like, okay, well, no, I'm actually the king. So maybe they play on that storyline and and do some stuff or see what they can do there. There's a lot of different ways. Like Disney, Marvel, the, the thing about this is that with them making this decision, it shows the respect that they have for Chadwick Boseman. So they're going to let that play into the into the film as well but yeah and that's the um that's the word i sort of uh, missed out just now the respect it's a, a huge respect factor and um here's the good thing it's disney it's marvel so they're in good hands it's not like it's some idiot studio behind us where they're gonna totally botch whatever we're gonna get we know we're gonna get something good and you know they're always thinking about the bottom dollar so they're probably gonna set up something that is going to take them into another two, three movies. I don't really know the backstory of Black Panther and all that, mm-hmm. but I'm sure whatever it is, it's going to be something to further along the story into the next generation. Yeah. And more importantly, like not to get bogged down on specific um, franchises, this Disney investors meeting, one thing that me and you talked about a lot, and I said as somebody who does subscribe to Disney+, Plus, I felt like they dropped the ball not having the high-level exclusives. Like they own Marvel, they own uh, Disney, they own uh, Pixar, they own Star Wars, they own... A, the Alien and Predator franchises now. So they, them not having exclusives and ready to go with stuff like that, when they, like, li- really, when Disney Plus launched, we got The Mandalorian a couple of weeks later, and then that series went off, and then we really didn't get any more exclusives. Mandalorian Season 2 is back now. And we've gotten some things since then, but nothing nothing of the big franchises. They have completely fixed that. We have shows from Star Wars, Marvel, uh, uh, Alien series coming, Ice Age series coming, uh, a Baymax uh, from, um, I forgot the name of that movie, uh, Peter Pan, Pinocchio. Exclu- we got a lot of exclusives coming. Uh, even Sister Act 3 is coming, uh, is, is having a sequel on Disney+. Plus. We have Zootopia. We have a lot of Disney-owned franchises that are now going to have exclusives. Disney Plus has already jumped up with, I can't remember the number, 20 million subscribers or what, paid subscribers at that. That's without having the consistency of exclusives with this coming now i know we talked about before that they're not going to pass netflix i don't know bro they're going to get damn close with all these exclusives now what do you think jamie yeah i think i think they're gonna definitely um they're gonna definitely be competitive i still think though uh netflix is going to be the, the the contact king only because you know their exclusives are like none other their tv shows their movies i don't think any anyone comes close to them when it comes to that. I mean, well, just look at look at award season time. It's like everything is Netflix. True, but Netflix has a lot of exclusives, but a lot of those aren't good, bro. Like they have like yes, they True. have some top level. The thing with and they said here that they that the reason why this t- and they said on this investors movie, the reason why it's taken so long to get this is because they wanted to focus on quality, not quantity. So they're able to hit it out the park with all of these being quality. I don't know, bro, but I I, I get what you're saying. Also, um I think Netflix has a way bigger demographic True. that they hit versus Disney. For example, I'm going to use my wife, Seema, as a perfect example. She spent all day yesterday watching Netflix, and she did not see not one American film. It was all Bollywood mm-hmm. stuff. 
and it was good Bollywood stuff, like some classic stuff. So it hits a lot of different demographics. And not only Bollywood, they have French stuff, a lot of international yeah, stuff. They have definitely. stuff for kids. They have stuff for uh, guys like us, like who are like, you know, AA, like fans of the 80s and 90s movies and stuff like that. So it's a wide demographic. I know, obviously, Disney has a wide catalog, and there's even probably even more stuff that will come. But I just don't see anyone taking down Netflix. Now, I'm not saying it'll, it'll never happen. I just don't see it happening anytime soon. Yeah, and uh, taking down Netflix, because there's 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 such a different or surpassing, array of I ca- say. Uh, yeah. I mean, now surpassing, I do think it, if any brand can do it, Disney can do it. Um, yeah. But you know, there, there's gonna for anyone who thinks that like Disney Plus is gonna get all these subscribers and Netflix is gonna go out of business, it's not gonna happen for the exact reason you said. Disney's even they're adding an, an R-rated section to Disney Plus too, so they're gonna start having more adult-related content. That's huge for Disney. Um, so they're gonna start having that. But like you said, the variance in the type of content you can, like you said, you can't go on Disney and not get any American content. You can get Bollywood, French, every every different style subtitles, and so Netflix is always going to have a lane because that's a lot. Like a lot of people won't see that type of film because it's not shown on TV, it's not really shown on movie theaters. If it isn't for Netflix being able to su- to supply that, so they're always going to have a base there. Netflix, I, I feel. Let me not say ever because everything dies. But the right. the era of Netflix being the powerhouse it is is not going to end in our lifetime, I don't think, bro. So no, no, I don't yeah. think it's gonna be in our lifetime. No way. So, uh, but yeah. like you said, I would not be surprised if one day we wake up and Disney's the new, uh, you know, quote unquote content king. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so I mean, that's really the ma- the main news that we have today. Um, I did did want to say so the the Home Alone uh, series is coming to Disney Plus is absolutely finished they said it's gonna air sometime next year are you excited for that bro i literally had no idea about this until now really i thought we talked about it yeah, when we well, did a re- when we did review the home alone movie i don't i don't remember that but is macaulay culkin in it he's like is it his kids or some no, shit or no, it's a completely re- reboot uh, if he if he pl- you know what would be funny because they haven't said that he's not in it at all what if macaulay culkin took over the role of the old the scary old man next door I was literally like, oh, he's an old man Macaulay. Like, the guy whose name was Old Man Marley, he's like, old man Macaulay. That would be hilarious to me, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I used to live here. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that part of it. Uh, Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's really it. Do you have anything with news you wanted to touch on, bro? Uh, not really. Just, um, there was something I heard the other day of something getting rebooted. Mm -hmm. Uh, A couple things, actually. Punky Brewster, I don't know if you remember that. Punky Brewster's getting a reboot, and there was something else, but I don't even want to really talk much about it because I don't remember what it was. But it's just crazy to see all these TV shows getting rebooted. Say by the Bell, which I've been I've been watching. Um, I might do when I finish the series, I might do like a quick video on it or something. But um, I've been enjoying that for the most part, and um, just a lot of a lot of crazy reboots coming. It's yeah. you know. It's- well, one thing that I, I we did mention before, in pre-production talk, and uh, in, in, is that. Christopher Nolan's come out and said that he loves the Fast and the Furious movies, bro. Yes. We we talked about it. Like to go back to what we said before, we grew up watching Fast and the Furious movies. So it, it makes sense. And Christopher Nolan really isn't that much older than us, right? Like he's what, mid forties? Yeah, I would say he's in his mid forties. Yeah, I, I would Christopher guess Christopher Nolan hit fifty yet. Forty four. So, so maybe. that would make sense that it's been such a big part of his life too. But you know, a lot of people shit on the on the Fast and Furious movies about how unrealistic they are and shit. Like l- listen, there's nothing 
better sometimes than a dumb action movie. And I, Fast and Furious is still more than because there's a heart and tone of family there. Like these people care about oh. each other, so it makes it more than just a dumb action movie. But even if it was, there's st- there's always going to be a place for dumb action movies. The reason why something like here's what I th- I think if a a new franchise or a new movie was to come out that's identical to Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. It would be horrible, but the reason why Fast and the Furious is so popular is because, uh, well, obviously not everybody grew up with it because some people were adults and stuff when it already came out. However, if you follow the franchise, like you mentioned, there's a family tone there. So, yes, you get a lot of stupid stunts and a lot of weird shit that's you know sort of uh, not realistic. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's like you kind of get the feeling like, yo, these are my boys. This is my crew. I'm part of that crew. This is my people yeah. that I'm watching because. They've had literally like how many movies now? Eight? No, I don't even. I've lost count of how many movies they've had. So you've seen the same for the most part, the same characters for so many movies. So it's like okay, another Fast and Furious movie coming out. Okay, boom. And you know, you you kind of already know you're gonna get some crazy racing scenes. You're gonna get some crazy action scenes. You're gonna get comedy out of um um uh, what's his name? Uh, Tyrese. Oh yeah, Tyrese. Uh, and, yeah. and Ludacris and, and their whole their whole banter. So it's that blueprint of the same movie, but. They're still successful, so why not? And you're gonna get one scene where Dom does something that defies any physical logic, like the time he yes. like jumped and landed on the car, and because he landed on the car, he was cool. Like every bone in his body would have been liquid. Um, but you know, you're gonna get that type of stuff. A Fast and the Furious franchise, like I think they announced that we're getting two more for sure, and then that's actually it. They're finally ending it, and I got I got a real bad feeling, bro. We're gonna cry when it's all said and done. I just got that feel. I ain't gonna lie. I came close to crying at the end of I don't even know which part it was, Paul but Walker? the one, yeah. The la- oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, bro. And that song they played, that NXT, too, like bro. that shit almost took me fucking out because because yeah. it was actually gone. That shit's crazy, bro. Um, what, we should I, we should probably do a series on, on uh, Fast and Furious eventually. Yeah. Maybe when, before the new one comes out. Yeah, definitely. Um, one last thing, and this just came to my mind that we didn't, I, we talked about it last episode. The announcement came that WB was going to be announced, uh, releasing all their 2021 movies on uh hbo max since then the backlash from the directors and every and actors from these have been huge and this is something that we didn't even we we focus so much on the cinema aspect of it we didn't think about actors like one thing that they did with patty jenkins uh and wonder woman 2 is that they decided to pay out all the contracts of those actors and the director as if the movie made a billion dollars because that's what it was projecting. So they're going to make everything they would to scale, you know, their back-end contracts and everything if the movie made a billion dollars. None of the other movies have gotten that deal. So actors have come out and said that their pay is to what they expected to get was is going to be extremely cut from it. Um, the director of the Dune franchise, Dilly Villeneuve, has said that they've killed the franchise and he's very upset with WB. Christopher Nolan, who is WB's poster child as well, has come out and said that because of this move, WB may have killed cinema. What do you think about the reactions from the actual talent? We didn't think about it and talk about it from that aspect. What do you think about, about that part of it, JB? Yeah, we, we spend so much time talking about us as as like fans yeah. and the studios and the directors. But we never really talk about – at the end of the day, these actors and actresses, they're regular people. I mean, think about us. If we, What if we were to go to work, work for a month, and got no paycheck out of it or mm-hmm. or got not what the uh, agreed, uh, uh, you know, money was? We would be pissed as shit too. So I don't I don't blame these guys also. And, yeah, I mean, uh, this happens a lot where the actors and actresses get overlooked. I know people probably think like, oh, you know, well, they're being babies. They're millionaires. Uh, you know, they, they have an easy life. No, but in the day, it's a, this is a career and a job for them. So – 
They're expected to, you know, and you see this going on a lot. Uh, this is something that's coming up in the MMA world where fighters are talking about they're not getting um, uh, enough pay and in some other sports as well, a lot of women's sports as well, women basketball, it's a hot topic as well where they're not getting paid. So you see this going on a lot now in entertainment, and I, I don't blame them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's easy to forget about like these like we look at these actors and directors like these millionaires that create art and everything but we forget this is also how they provide for their families so for any aspect of like they're still going to get paid i'm sure they have a baseline contract that they got paid just to agree to do it but a lot of directors especially higher up directors and actors do have back-end deals to say you know if the movie makes such amount of money you get you get this percentage off the top and to take away that it's huge for a lot of people. So, yeah, it makes me feel for him in a way that I never thought thought about before this news came out. It sucks, really. Yeah, it does. Yeah. All right. But that's it, bro. Let's go ahead. Uh, let's get into the trailer for Happy Season. When we come back, let's review it. You ready? Let's do it. All right. I just woke up thinking about going home with you and got very excited about Christmas. I get to go meet the people that made my favorite person. I'll always take December. Abby, you and Harper have a perfect relationship. She is my person, and I really want everyone to know that. I want to marry her. What are you doing on your phone? I left a gentleman alone in my apartment, so I'm tracking him to make sure he leaves. You're tracking him? Yeah, I track everybody. If the NSA can do it, so can I. I'm so excited. I can't believe I'm finally going to meet everyone. There's something that we should talk about. I didn't tell my parents I'm gay. So who do they think I am? This is Harper's orphan friend, Abby. Yes, of course. They're there. You're so brave. All right, and if I did my job right, which has become my... Uh, bro, hearing you say that last episode fucking cracked me up on, no the listen, on the listen back to it. If Hayes did his did his job, uh, <laughs> that just was funny. Hey, there was no trailer. I mean, yeah, I found it. I did play it. This is a trailer. No. Yes, it was. Wait, what... Wait, what did we do last week? I forgot. Kahuna ho. There was no, go back and check it. There's no trailer. There is a trailer, bro. I put it in there. I know for a fact I put it in there. We'll talk alpha score. Okay. Um, there you completely lost my fucking train of thought. Um, but anyway, so we're here to review Happiest Season. Uh, this movie starring Kristen Stewart, uh, Mackenzie Davis, who it took me forever to figure out where the fuck I know her from. She's a chick. Like seeing her like this and not like as a warrior in Terminator was completely fucking different for me. Um, but what do you what, overall, bro? Like this is a holiday movie, a Christmas movie. A lot of spirit in this movie. Like it's funny as shit. I'll say that off the off the. But the the undertone, and we'll get into it uh, of of what's in this movie was one that I think a lot of people are going to relate to, and I think that's why you're seeing some of the response from it that you are with people really loving this movie. What was your overall thought on it? So here's my thoughts coming in. Okay, it's a holiday. It's a holiday movie, and it's on Hulu. I'm like, oh my god, really? Mm-hmm. But I, I was fucking surprised. First of all. Can we talk about this cast, bro? This, like this, don't sleep on this cast. I have At the all. list right here. Kristen Stewart, we already know her. Come on, yeah. we know Kristen Stewart. Mackenzie Davis, we know from Terminator. She was in Turning Point. Daniel Levy, for those who don't know, this guy's a phenomenal actor. His father is Eugene Levy, who's the dad on American Pie, yeah. and he's in Shit's Creek as well. He looks just like his um, fucking dad, which is crazy. He looks just like, like him. Yeah, yeah. Aubrey Plaza, who's normally like so funny, she wasn't really that kind of character nope. in this film, but she's a phenomenal actor. Allison Brie, who I love from Amazing. Mad Men. Actor. Glow, yeah. amazing actor. Um, Victor Garber, who I haven't seen in forever. This is Mr. Andrews from Titanic. Yep. And he's uh, he's in power a lot. So I know you, you don't probably don't watch power the TV show. Power. He's in that right. show a lot. So I see quite a bit of him. But yeah, really great actor. Mary Holland, who is in um 
uh, this movie, I, was, I believe it was with Zac Efron, and it's like she's getting married, and the two brothers are trying to get dates for the wedding. It's like something, 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 and something get, try to get dates for a wedding. Some, I forgot the name of the movie, but mm-hmm. she's a, a funny actor, and I can go on and on. And there's about another three or four people. Just a great when I was when this movie was starting, and they're going through the opening credits, and I've seen these names, I start getting more and more excited because I'm like, there's no way this is gonna suck with this type of cast. Not at, bro, this. This cast, first of all, I don't know the budget for this movie. I don't know if that, if you found it, I know you usually do the research on that, but you would think that this, that, that easily a, a 15, $20 million movie just for this, because they're, they're not the like upper echelon of Hollywood A-listers. actors or anything, but this, this is, uh, this is a really great cast of, of people who can act their ass off. And I love seeing people who act in comedies because you get a different level of it there. Um, and to set the tone for this movie, so the, ba- the basis of this movie is, is that Christian Stewart's character and Mackenzie Davis' character are girlfriends. Uh, one night, they're hanging out before Christmas, and they're so in love. She's like, well, come to me with my family's house, because originally she wasn't going to go. Christian Stewart kind of says no, and um, they go to sleep. They wake up, and Christian Stewart's like, no, I'm going to go with you. Well, Mackenzie Davis's character lied to Kristen Stewart saying that she came out to her parents when really she didn't. So then when they're almost there, she kind of informs her that she has to they just think that, that that she's their friend and that she's not ready to come out to her parents. So they have to play off this whole relationship as if they're just friends and roommates, which right there, that's that's fucking hilarity. And she's like said that she's an orphan where her parents actually did die. So like it just all this like to the drive there. That's before we even meet the parents. But, bro, as soon as we meet Harper's mom, which is uh, Mackenzie Davis's, and she's, like, this so awkward and, like, you can sleep. Bro, this shit kicked in the high gear. It was fucking funny from that moment on. What do you think, bro? Yeah, and, you know, it's funny you just said those three words, but I kept on thinking that the whole time. This movie, I feel like, is sort of like a, almost a mirror version of uh, Meet the Parents. Mm, um, it's, good point. It's like uh, Chris, where Chris Stewart is uh, – uh, ben Stiller and like kind of an awkward family um, and the sister is awkward and then like these exes come up I feel like there was a little bit of uh, similarities there but let me tell you man like yeah there was the, the comedy here is not forced and it's I think the two standouts when it comes to comedy is uh, Daniel Levy and uh, and uh, the, the third sister I forget her name in the movie those two are like the funniest ones in the movie and um yeah, man, just the whole tone of the movie as well. And it's comedy, but then there were also some serious, um, you know, some serious things as well. So I thought it all tied in really well together. Yeah, and to say this, as a matter of, go ahead. My bad. The uh, director, uh, I believe her name is Clea Duvall. She actually, this movie is basically like her autobiography because this same thing happened to her pretty much. So this was literally her story coming out on camera. Yeah, and and the the other tone that we get from this, like that I that I kind of teased a little bit earlier, there's a tone of acceptance, right? In this, not only striving for ex- acceptance, but to also like to to make it to try to make yourself be some appear something you're not to feel loved by your family, and that's something that we all like. There's a coming out aspect of this, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that as well. But just the fact of like being in a family and having expectations. For as a family and trying to live up to those expectations, even when they sometimes don't play into what you want for yourself, I think it's something that most people have had to deal with at some point in their lives. Some some deal with it earlier than others, some deal with it later than others, but that's something that right there hooks people in. And then when you add in the aspect of like Mackenzie Davis, go ahead, bro, go ahead, before I get too far, go ahead. My fault. What you just said is perfect because let me run down real quick the, the family, the family of five. 
the father, the patriarch, he is, he's the, the head of the family, but he's still trying to get that acceptance you were just talking about. Like he wants to be the, the winner of the family and the one that they're proud of. And as the patriarch of the family, then there's the mother who her husband is sort of high profile and she has to act all prim and proper, but she sort of just wants to like do her own thing, but she can't cause she has to act as this sort of trophy wife uh, for her husband. Then you have Mackenzie Davis's character who is a lesbian, but again, because her dad is sort of high profile, she has to act a certain way. You have Alison Bree's character who's, uh, I believe she's the oldest sister here. So Alison Bree's character who we don't, we don't find this out until later, but she's having issues with her husband and they're going through a separation slash divorce, but she has to hide that because she's always felt like her parents has always loved Mackenzie Davis's character, which is something that, has all I'm sure like you and your your siblings have had those debates when you were younger like oh they like you more they like me more etc it's something that happens with siblings and then you have uh the the third sister who I believe is the baby of the family where she just feels completely left out she's never part of it and that's something that happens in real life as well a lot of times when there's a lot of a lot of siblings the youngest usually feels like left out or at least there's one sibling that feels left out or you know so it's a lot of real life stuff coming to play here that and, i'm sure a lot of people can resonate to and this is something so this is something i haven't talked about on any of my platforms um and just because i feel like it's not i plan on having my sister on at one point but one of my oldest sisters uh sharice is a lesbian and i remember when she had to come out to the, like I, me and her are some of the closest so like I, I think i knew before anybody i think i may have known before she knew just to be honest <laughs> but um so like i did see a ask like i have six sisters so that's um, crazy bro yeah i know right so but immediately going back and like remember talking to my sister and her telling me and talking to me about how she felt like like she was closing the door so much by admitting that she was a lesbian a which she, she'd never have kids that are born from her which isn't necessarily true we live in fucking 2020 so like right and i remember her her saying well what do you think mom's gonna think about this and i said mom loves us like i, I think we can honest anything less than being a, a murderer i think we're good mm -hmm. so i just remember that conversation and so it put me back in that mindset of like i can never put myself in her shoes and know what she what she was feeling but it just made me remember of like that theme of even though this is this is your family these are the people that that love you the most that you still worry about how they're going to react to something like this so it, it, it really hit home for me on that one bro yeah, absolutely. And um, I think that's why this because I was shocked to see um, this movie get such high reviews and, and not because I didn't feel that way, but because, you know, some movies like this that where there's like, you know, sort of like LGBTQ type of things. Mm -hmm. There's so many haters out there that kind of shit on it and bring down like they'll go on IMDb or even Rotten Tomatoes and they lower it. But I mean, I, I did a quick view and IMDb had a 6.8 Rotten Tomatoes had like an 83%. I didn't check if that was audience or, or um, critic, but either way, 82% on Rotten Tomatoes, that's gold. 6.8 on IMDb, that's gold. So I, uh, you know, the movie was good. The movie was good. Yeah, yeah definitely good. I, 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 I think that like the theme, a comedies, considering we're going through a pandemic, are are think people want that, right? We want something to laugh at. We want something to take our mind off what we're going on. But when you have a comedy, that is, this is a comedy. Even though we talked about some serious themes in it, they're they're in it, but it doesn't take away from the comedy, but you, it still has a soul. Like it's not one of those dumb movies yes. that just does dumb shit to throw out the wall to make you laugh. This movie has a soul and that's what makes it honestly bro this is one of the the modern day when i say modern day i'm not talking about the classic like home alone or anything like that because nothing can touch those for me it's my error 
But this is one right. of the best holiday, I mean, modern day holiday movies I've ever seen. 100%. Now, I was just thinking about something else, too, uh, while you were talking there. I think another reason why this is so good is because there are, and I know this is probably an easy question, but there are four LGBTQ um, uh, actors slash actresses in this movie. Do you know who they are? Leaving uh, out like the, the, you probably know all four of them. Kristen Stewart, Mackenzie Davis, Dan Levy, and is our. I can't. It's not Harvey Prosser, is it? Yeah, oh, but okay. you're actually you're actually um incorrect though. Um, Audrey Audrey uh, Aubrey Plaza is a lesbian, uh, uh, bisexual. Kristen Stewart is bisexual. Okay. Uh, Daniel Levy is gay, and um, Mackenzie Davis is straight. The fourth person, which I didn't know this until doing research for this film, is Victor Garber, who is really? openly gay. Yeah, I did not know that for a long for a long time. He's been married for like ever. He's married to a model actually. I had no idea. Wait, I, I don't know why. I, Mackenzie Davis is I, I never knew that either, bro. No, Mackenzie Davis is not, is not oh, gay, okay. no. But yeah, it's but, much uh, of, like Victor Victor Garber is like, bro, he's one of the few actors that I know instantly by his voice. Yes. By seeing his, like, seeing his face, of course, which is more, more common than anything. But like, there's a way that Victor Garber has of acting that, again, he's not an A-lister. But I don't, there's... Nobody else can do a, a Victor Garber role like Victor. He just has this way that that's him. Like, cause I've seen him on like the tonight show and stuff that like a lot of the characters he does is just him. And he's just, he's just that guy. Like, it's funny. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think, um, for those characters, this this film probably meant a lot as well mm-hmm. because it's, 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 it's in their space as well. So yeah, you know that. And as a matter of fact, the director, I believe, is also either bisexual or, or a lesbian. I don't remember the, which one. The the uh, di- the director is, is Clay Duvall, who also in the movie we just recently she was in the craft. Yeah, she was in the craft. Yeah, she was in the craft. She was one of the high school. She, not one of the main characters, but she was in the craft. Like the original craft. Yeah. Shit, I don't. I, I know she was in faculty. Remember she faculty? Was in faculty with, with, she was also in. That's why they had the the picture of John Hartnett in this in yeah, this film yeah. of Josh Hartnett. That was like a little bit of a throwback. Yeah. Yeah, she was in. Yeah, so she. Wait she's a been second. In some films. Okay, maybe she wasn't in. I I maybe think what's it? Charmed. I think she she had a brief role in Charmed. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. I always uh, get okay, that shit okay. confused because you know Charmed basically ripped off fucking. You sure it wasn't fal- faculty, right? No, no, I know faculty. Like, I know for okay. a fact she was in faculty. But, yeah, she had a, a, a small role in one of those other ones. But I try to link it to the craft because I know we just saw the craft. So I was just like, it was just right. as a funny thing. But uh, continue, bro. What else you got? No, so, um, yeah, and uh, just also the pacing on this movie I thought was really well. There's no points where it's sort of, like, just stuck. And... um. The drama is great for a comedy. The drama is great because Chris Stewart is planning to propose to her, like you know, like you mentioned before. And now you know Mackenzie Davis doesn't want to come out to her parents, and then they have like this big thing. And then now you have Aubrey Plaza there as well, who sort of went through the same thing with Mackenzie Davis, where Mackenzie Davis didn't want to come out, and and their relationship didn't work. And uh, just a lot of drama, but a lot of comedy as well. I, I think the standout, and I've said this two or three times already, the standout comedy uh, comedian in this one for me is is Dan Levy, definitely. Oh yeah, Dan Levy is like if you watch Shit's Creek, it's fucking he's 
great in there he's he's hilarious i'm honestly surprised he's not in more things than what he is i'm pretty sure he will be but like the thing is when like eugene levy is your dad he's probably typecasted as like this sort of character now from Shit's creek and then like you know these types of movies so um that's that's i don't know but he does it really well so i'm not i don't even know if i'm using the word typecast right here because maybe that's what he wants yeah. he wants those type of roles but yeah he's a he's a really great actor yeah, he's only been in five movies which is really surprising because he's He's fun. He's naturally just a funny ass dude. Go ahead. You know who else is in this? Uh, the dude from um, he played the ex boyfriend. He was in um, ah, uh, he well he was in the Facebook Killer, which is a Lifetime movie, or the Craigslist Killer. Sorry, he was in the Craigslist Killer, and also he played in that movie or that TV show where um, it was based off of uh, a movie. Where like uh you know you take the pill uh, like you take a pill and you can kind of like oh limitless yeah yeah he was limitless he was the main character limitless what I know him the most for is shameless he was in shameless which I fucking I, I haven't love. seen that but I you heard it's watched... really good shameless is fucking no, I heard it's amazing super good. bro like just to tell you how good it is bro I had, I had not watched like it's been on for what eleven years I had never watched the episode it was it, I only watched it because of quarantine it was on Netflix I started episode one within three days. I had watched three seasons of it. Like, legit. Every, How many episodes per season? It's like fucking 12 episodes per season. 30 minutes or an hour? Uh, th I think 30 or 40 minutes. It's an hour on TV, it, but you know, they cut out all the commercials. Right. Is Shameless the one with the guy from Wild Hogs, like William yeah. H. Macy or whatever? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I've heard great things Amazing about that show. Amazing show, bro. Amazing show. Um, But yeah, side note on that. Um, yeah, right, right. But one of the things that you talked about, like with Arby Plaza's character, the fact that she notices what's going on with Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis very early on, I just thought because it, she's a gay woman. That's what I was thinking is that, you know, she's another, the character is gay, so she she's picking up on that they're together. But then as you trickle in and you find out, no, she was actually Mackenzie Davis's, which Harper is her name in the, in the show. She's she was her first girlfriend and they were they were best friends too and then Mackenzie Davis was so fearful of coming out that she basically denied her in school and everything and it ruined their friendship to see again that just goes back to what we said that there's so much depth in there it's not only just funny like it and that no. you feel that when she's sitting there talking with at one point with her and um Abby is Kristen Stewart's name when her and Abby are talking yes. in that bar and she's going through it and like her, Abby's starting to realize like Oh damn! Like this is why you know what I'm going through, and they start connecting that way. It was it was a great thing to see. Like that that's real. That is real life there. Yeah, and that's also an important part of the film because that's the point where Christian Stewart's like, so uh, basically this is how we're gonna end too because we're literally up the same lane, and that's when she sort of starts turning into like not turning, but where she's like, oh, this is probably not gonna happen, and then like mm -hmm. the movie sort of turns there into like, okay, she's now gonna shy away, and like we're getting into like the major conflict coming in now. Yeah, and so yeah, a lot of funny things happen. So like I, I know we're breezing past some of the stuff. You know, we don't do scene by scene here. Um, we we like to talk Unless about I'm the movie. Hosting. Exactly. We <laughs> we like to talk about the movie, but one thing that I do want to um that I do want to uh, point out here in a, a story beat that I think is important to how things go. Now, what you said is an, is one, but another one is that we get to the point where there are these twins. It's Harper's sister's kids. They're twins, and they plant something on Abby to make it seem like she stole. And like so, this whole thing plays out, and then the family doesn't want her to come to this dinner because. In their mind, that she that she, 
she's embarrassed them by stealing, even though she's not a member of the family. And it's embarrassment. And we talked about how Victor Garber's character, he's running for office. So perception is, is everything that he's focused on this holiday season. So that happened. And I think that's important because that adds into the divide. Mackenzie Davis's character did not step step in and vouch for her there to say, no, there's no way that she, I know her, she wouldn't have sto- stole from us. She kind of just let it go. And that, that, played into that roof so we see that we see the conversation with Arby plaza where she starts figuring out okay we're gonna end she's never gonna come out and we get into the climax of this movie to where the sister harper's sister which is played by allison brie finds out that they're gay she goes she's going to tell in the midst of that they also find out that her husband's having an affair with a family friend and that they're actually separated they've just been yeah they've just been hiding it or whatever um for the family because the father loves using the kids for photo ops and stuff like that so it all culminates in this in this climax where allison Bree's character says in front of everybody well harper's gay and it's the moment you see it's such a great moment because you see on christian stewart's face this is the moment she's going to go ahead and admit that she's gay and then we can be happy i know that she loves me and mckenzie looks at her and says she's obviously lying. I'm not gay. The heartbreak on Christian Stewart, and I know Christian Stewart for a while was blackballed from Hollywood for cheating with the director and all that bullshit. But the acting of Christian Stewart to convey this is it. I'm done. Without saying a word, she looks at her, looks heartbroken, and walks out. With so, and we've talked about this before. Biggest thing with me is unspoken acting. When you convey so much of a message without needing to speak, fucking amazing, bro. What do you think? A hundred percent. So. Um, usually when I'm watching movies, I'm always like, my the gears are always turning my head like, oh, what's going to happen next? Or what? What? how would I have done this, right? And how I was thinking this was going to end up was, even though Alison Brie found out, and you know, you sort of get this in movies sometimes, even though she found out, it comes time for the big scene and she actually does not reveal. And this they have this moment between... Allison Brie and Mackenzie Davis's character. I'm saying this is like w- what I'm I'm thinking is about to happen, and for the first time, Allison Brie actually has Mackenzie Davis's back, and there's this beautiful moment between sisters. Mm-hmm. However, they didn't go that route, but in my opinion, they went a way better route because it, Allison Brie was just normal Allison Brie, how she is in the movie, and ratted out Mackenzie Davis, and that that sort of um, I don't want to say beautiful moment, but that moment turn into between Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis, which you just said, which I think was a beautiful piece of acting. When Mackenzie Davis is talking, I actually thought she was going to like say it out and she didn't. And she said, Oh, I'm not, I'm not. She's lying, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Just the look of pain on Kristen Stewart. She's such a phenomenal actress, the, the look on pain and her just walking out was just, you just feel the pain for her. Like, Oh fuck. Like she thought this was going to be it. And, and, and then, no, it didn't happen. Just a great, a great cinematic moment, bro. And, it, and literally right before then um, is when she walked in and was like, I'm done, I'm leaving. And then they went on, they kind of reconnected. So, you know, she thought, okay, no, this we just talked about this. She says she loves me, she wants me. This is going to be the moment where she lets her family know and says it in front of everybody, and it just doesn't go that way. And then when she walks out of the house and um, Dan Levy's character brings his coat, and he had been, he had been like, he's like this periodic comic relief. He, we see... Her call him several times throughout the movie. He does funny stuff. He shows up to act like he's her he's her boyfriend to kind of check in on her because he knows things were going left or whatever. But him too, the acting of when he came out there and she turns around and he just like, I brought your coat. And he, he, the look on his face of, I don't know what to say to you, so I'm going to let you like just get it out, whatever you need. And then he finally tells her like, you know, 
her coming out has more to do or not coming out has more to do with her family than it does you. And this is one of the the few serious moments in which we see Dan Levy just be really, really serious. All great fucking the acting throughout this movie is fucking amazing. If I was about to say, if someone is typecasting Dan Levy, that scene when he comes outside with the coat, that should just break it right there because that conversation and his acting in that scene was incredible. Because here's this character who is doesn't take anything seriously. It's literally like punchline after punchline after punchline. And then when he needs to be, you know, he actually kind of remind me of me without without mm-hmm. without being gay. He reminds me of me because I'm sort of that guy that always makes jokes. But when I need to be serious in a situation or be there for a friend, that's usually me. And that scene was just incredible by Dan Levy. 100% all Dan Levy on that scene. Mm. Just a flip of a switch, go from being a comedian or, or all these funny moments to serious being there for his friends. I can't say enough how, how great this movie was. Yeah. And awesome the acting. Movie. Awesome movie. So we do get the moment where she finally, after everything settles down, Mackenzie Davis admits her family that she's gay and we see another true and real moment. We see the father who's disappointed in both his kids because we also he also finds out the the other uh, his other uh, daughter is, basically is living unhappy or whatever. And he goes in his room and locks himself in the room. The mother more so immediately goes into mothering mode of we got so caught up in what we had going on. Our kids feel like they couldn't talk to us. But Victor Garber trying to process, because it could have been easy to make a switch and like, oh, I love you girls. I'm going to be there for you, whatever. But to have that whole night of him basically secluding himself and figuring out how he feels and he had to come to certain realizations when the wife does come and talk to him, another true and real moment. I think there were two parts to this um, film that they could have sort of blew their wad too quick. And they didn't either way, which was great. That was one of them where Victor Garp could even be like, oh, honey, it's okay. We love you and and be acceptive right away. And the second part is when when uh, Mackenzie Davis's character uh, does actually admit, yes, I'm a, I'm a lesbian. I love her. Chris Stewart was like, I'm sorry, it's too late. Yeah. It's That's it's too late. True. It could have easily been like, oh, this is all I've been waiting for, and 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 them embrace. But no, they made you wait a little bit more. Which in both cases, I thought it was done really well. Don't the longer you you give the the, the payoff, the the better it'll be at the end. Yeah, definitely. It's it's that. Who wrote this movie? I know who directed. Who wrote it? Oh, That's right. Clay Duvall who? wrote it as well with Mary Holland. Oh so, yeah, I said. So right, she was right, writer right. and director, like, and you can tell that this like this probably was a big part of her actual life because it's just so much genuine emotion and feeling in this movie that it's it's fucking crazy it is it is just an overall great movie and just some other things we didn't talk about the um the visuals of this movie are pretty clean as well like um it's a it's a christmas movie so you got a lot like a lot of uh light colors and and things like that just i i'm trying to think of like low low parts to this movie because obviously it's not a perfect 10 but it's really hard to find things that i necessarily don't like um i guess if i'm really really trying to find something that i don't like is i don't i don't see what the um, point of the i guess the 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 one one year later showing that they're engaged they're walking through the i guess that maybe wasn't necessary. I guess you kind of want to find out what happens, but I think it's kind of obvious as to what happens. Maybe, I mean, that's really grasping at straws, trying to find something to critique. But what about you? Did you see any low lights in this one? I mean, there's always something to critique in the movie. I think um, the 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 third sister, and maybe this was scripted. Like, she's easily forgotten about. Like, she's, she's awkward. I get being awkward, right? 
Right. And she's supposed to be awkward. But then there's that it did she almost didn't fit the tone of the the rest of the movie. But like I said, thinking about it now, because she she's the one who felt like she didn't fit in, that may have yeah. completely been intentional. And she they made her character be quirky because everybody else is sort of like in line with we have to be a certain character where she was like not necessarily she doesn't give a fuck, but she's just this quirky person that doesn't know anything else. Yeah. She doesn't know how to be anyone else, so she can't put up a facade. She's going to be her own person. And really, what, when you think about it, at the end of the movie, to be honest, she's the most successful person because they're going to a book reading of hers where she wrote this book and it seems pretty successful. And she pretty much turns into like a, a success story. Yeah. So, um, I mean, and it's yeah, funny because know, it's, that, that's a joke throughout the movie. And I love how like it plays off is that. They were like, oh, you still, you're still writing that book? God, you've been writing it for like a decade or whatever. And she's like, well, it takes a long time to build a universe, X, Y, Z. And then towards the end, like when Victor Garber's saying, you know, his career to be over, she's like, well, when my book releases, I'll, ta- I'll be taking care of all of us. Don't even worry about it. And it's a throwaway line. But then, yeah, right. the book actually releases. It's like a New York Times bestseller. She's going around signing books, uh, autographing yeah. and shit. Like, it's a great, again, just great writing. Exactly. I, I, you know, it's a, it, like you said, it's great writing. I mean, great writing altogether. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Ah, damn, bro. Um, that's really about it. I mean, we did talk for quite a little bit of a while, but I mean, really go see the movie. And I I don't use that as a cop out, but you know, we don't do scene by scene here for one, but I think overall you got the tone. You can hear that we both like the movie and honestly, and I'd have to go back specifically and look for this. Um, but this has got to be one of the more the better written movies we've reviewed this year. Yeah, you know, um, I while towards the end of this movie, I was trying to think like, this might be like I, I'm not even I'm not even capping here, bro. This might be like maybe top five for me in 2020. Oh, I'm oh, not even easy, yeah. I'm not even kidding because I'm trying to go through the rolodex of I, I've seen a shit ton of movies, especially the first half of this year. And, um, I was actually on, on one of my goals. I don't know if you remember at the beginning of this year was I was going to try to watch every single wide release mm-hmm. that came out in 2020. Obviously that got derailed because with COVID and everything, I was like, screw it. But, um, yeah, I, this is definitely top five for me, uh, in terms of 2020, um, definitely the best holiday, uh, movie of 2020 i've only seen like two or three but for 2020 definitely the best holiday movie yeah mm-hmm. i mean i'm trying to think of some other best movies from 2020 uh damn there was a movie in february we universally the man, um, in- the invisible, man. In- invisible man, man i think yeah. is, is the best movie of 2020 at least like i said going off the top of my head right now um but this this definitely has to get an extraction is up there for me as well to um another christian stewart movie underwater it's not in my probably not the top five but it's I didn't really like that movie that well. I, I really did like it. It just reminded me so much of the first Alien. Um, but uh, the Chicago 7, I don't know if you've seen Trial of Chicago 7. I have 7. not, but it's on my list. That's, it's on my list. That's probably number two. So, yeah, it'd probably be Invisible Man, number one, uh, Trial of the Chicago 7, number two. And then, honestly, this is probably number three, bro. I'm surprised you didn't say because you really like that film, um, which we disagreed heavily on. Um, was it a Netflix or Amazon? The movie with the uh, the black guys, and I think it was based off Vietnam War. Oh, uh, the Five Bloods. Yeah, I thought you liked that movie. Five Bloods is probably in my top five as well, but it's not. It's not beating this, bro. It's not beating this. No, no, no. Yeah, it's not beating no. this. Which is weird because it's like this is like a lighthearted uh, holiday movie. You don't really. You don't really, um, yeah. You don't really get those as top five of a year, and, but it's and, been but a weird two com- year. Two comedies are probably in my top five. At least two in my top six are comedies because the War with Grandpa 
And again, this is COVID. I haven't year. seen that yet either. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah, so, you told me that. I have to, that's on my list to watch as well. Yeah. So um, yeah, and then I recently just saw another movie. It was on Netflix called Ava that actually released this year, starring uh Jessica Chastain, who's one of my favorite yes. actresses. So that's probably in my top ten as well. Freaky's definitely in my top ten. And then did that movie that we liked with our girl, uh Betty was was that this year? Ready or die? Ready to die or something like that? No, not ready to die. Ready or not? No, not ready or not. Um, uh, that wasn't the name of it. the one. The pig was all. Oh, you're talking about Betty Gilpin. Yeah, um, Betty Gilpin. Um, uh, the movie Hillary Swank. Hillary that was Swank. a pretty good movie. Yeah, yeah, that was this year. That was early this year. Yeah, I forgot what it was called though. That's definitely in my top ten. The Hunt. That's what it was. That's the Hunt. That, yeah. That's definitely in my top ten as well. So and Alive. Hell, another movie we just recently reviewed as well. Alive has to go up there. Alive, Alive. Remind me of Life. That's the movie with the 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 uh, Korean movie with the zombies and the trapped in the house. We reviewed it, bro. We just reviewed it two episodes ago. I know, I know. Like we just reviewed it, I totally forgot what it was about. Let me let me tell you, it was not good movies though. <laughs> uh, the the turning wasn't all that great. Which, Terrible. Uh, was it stop. Mackenzie Davis stop. in turning? That probably needs to be. Yeah, she was. That we need to stop because we're going too far. I think the last episode we and last videos for our YouTube need to be the top top five or ten and worst five or ten movies of the year. So let's let's cool. hold off on that. Um, cool. But yeah, bro, that's really about it. You got anything left? Nah, man. Ratings. Want to do ratings? Yeah, yeah. What do you want? You want to kick it off? All right. So before before I I give my rating, I want to say this because um, I thought long and hard about my rating. I can't speak for, for, for you, Hayes, but for me, if I give a movie a rating, let's say I give a movie a seven and I give a movie, another movie a six, that doesn't necessarily mean I think that movie that I rated a seven is a better movie than that six because they can be two separate movies. Mm-hmm. So when I say about what I'm about to say, I just want people to, to keep that in mind, at least for me and my, how my grading works because I take it for what it is. I look at this as a comedy movie. It's a holiday movie. That's how I'm looking at this. And for me, my rating would be an 8.5. For me, that's a freaking high rating if you listen to this this podcast uh, or watch our, our videos. That's a very high rating for me. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good movies that I have not given such a high rating. But I'm taking this for, again, for what it is. It's a comedy movie. It's holiday. I enjoyed it. So I'm going with an 8.5. Yeah, I'm going with a nine on this one, bro. And again, to uh, copy a lot of what you said, like when I, every, John, everything is is based upon the situation in which I watch it in. So a nine on streaming, if I saw this in theaters and had to pay and do all this, it probably would be close to yeah. eight point five. Um, but that, like, and this being a holiday, holiday movies are its complete own beast as well. Like the fact that this is a holiday movie with spirit and a deep message. And it's funny as hell. It doesn't get caught up in those messages where it becomes overly messagey. This is and all the acting, as we said before, every, it's all in the fucking review. This is a nine for me, bro. I think this is the only second nine I've ever given in this podcast history. But this was I've watched it three times since it came out, bro. That's another thing. Um, the rewatch. Uh, we didn't talk about that, but the rewatch um, aspect of this is 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 very high because you can rewatch this and and it it doesn't drag. The runtime is not bad. It's about an hour and thirty five ish minutes, mm-hmm. um, hour and thirty six minutes, something about that effect. So yeah, I mean it's it's a very smooth watch. Yeah, very good watch. Uh, yeah, great movie, great film. That's that's it, bro. Go ahead and give me your social media. Let's get up out of here. I can be reached on Twitter at the P one JB. That's at T H E P one J B. And you can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H A I Z E. You can follow us collectively at 
the Film Bros Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, the Film Frequency Pod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to join the conversation in the Facebook group, make sure you search the Film Frequency on Facebook. We are the Film Bros, and this week we out. Peace. Somebody broke your heart under a Christmas tree. So many fallen stars Give them back to me Have I been good enough To ask for your love You're the